My name is Michael Conard. I'm the president and CEO of Vizla Silver. Uh, I'd like to introduce Jesus Valiador, the uh, vice president of exploration of Vizla Silver. And I'm um, looking forward to um, going through the technical aspects of the company today. Uh, Vizla has consolidated a very high grade, large scale district in Sinaloa, Mexico, where we're actively exploring and developing resources. Michael, thank you for the introduction. Good to uh, be talking to you again. Uh, Jesus, nice to meet you for the first time. Uh, you joined the company. Um, you joined the company after I met you, um, after I uh, interviewed Michael back in October. Uh, I think you joined in kind of, um, March of this year, soon after the initial resource um, was put out on the Panuco project. Um, Jesus, what was your route into the company? You know, how did you join? You know, what was the process? Well, it, it was, uh, you know, to me, uh, joining Bisla, it, it, it was it was uh, very exciting uh, because uh, the project, the Panuco project, since the since Bisla announced the discovery and, and Bisla started working there, it, it seemed to me like a very appealing project. You know, it has been a project that what seemed to be overlooked in the past by so many companies, but with the great success that Bisla shown since the since the early stages of exploration in the project, it came to the attention of, of everybody working in, in Mexico. And I, it, it came to my attention, the great success and the great potential of the of the property. So essentially, um, you know, for me joining Bisla was uh, was very, very exciting. And at the moment of after the release of the mineral resorts, and with all the potential that still remains in the property, it looks to me like a, a great, great endeavor and excitement. Is, is, is the geology something that you're familiar with? Is, is it, um, you know, is it classic uh, kind of epithermal vein hosted Mexican style or, you know, is it different? You know, what did you know about the project beforehand? Yeah, well, in, in the beforehand, I used to work in, in, in several prospects and, and projects in, in, in Sinaloa, close around Panuco, no, not per se in Panuco, but around the area. And also I get some, some, uh, some time to, to work on, on Sandimas, in Tita, first majestic mine, located north of, of Panuco, about 80 kilometers. And, and the, the similarities are many between the two pro projects and with respect to other projects in, the, in, the, in Sinaloa, southern from Panuco, and even into, into Nayarit, but I have worked in, in the past three, four years, maybe. And, uh, you know, the lithology. Lithology is uh, similar, the, the, the counter rocks. And the mineralization is, is that's right. It's, it's epithermal. It's epithermal 100% and very, very similar to other epithermal deposits in, in the region, particularly uh, to the north in San Dimas, epithermal quartz veins. Well, great. Um, th thank you for that. And I'm, I'm looking forward to getting stuck into the project. And I realized, Michael, sorry, I just kind of launched straight in asking Jesus about his background and things, but I didn't say congratulations on the on the resource. I mean, since I spoke to you last, there's been a huge amount of progress within the company, um, including that resource. And um, perhaps could you just, could you summarize where, you know, that, that resource now was kind of four or five months ago. Um, what what that resource encompassed and where it took you, you know, what your next steps were for the company. Yeah. And I, you know what, I can just quickly share a slide here that, that I'll give a point of reference. Um, and just to, uh, 
to demonstrate where we're where we're looking at here in terms of the resources. So the resources was the resource we put out in, in March of this year was predominantly focused on Napoleon uh, Tijitos, uh, a little bit of Copala, and a couple of other smaller areas like San Antonio and Rosarito. But by and large, the resource focused on the western portion of the district. Um, we made our discovery at Napoleon about 18 months prior to uh, the resource cutoff date. And in that time, we put out, uh, you know, a very large amount of um, uh, silver and gold resources in, in uh, both Napoleon and Tijitos. Now, uh, since then, and, and I'll, I'll suggest that, um, you know, viewers go to our, our um, uh, website and, and see the presentation and the press release that describes the resource in, in, uh, in detail. But, um, you know, we were able to put together something that... Um, exceeded all of our expect expectations and exceeded the expectation of the market as well. Um, now, since then, uh, Napoleon uh, Tijitos have, have grown. Uh, Napoleon is growing steadily uh, towards the, uh, the southern uh, end of the, uh, the vein corridor there. Uh, I expect Napoleon to have a, a meaningful update in terms of uh, resources. But what's become uh, the major focus for us and what's become very, very exciting is the, uh, the Copala flatline structure. And uh, we currently have three drill rigs turning on Copala itself. Um, one of the early discovery holes of Copala was actually over 80 meters uh, thick, true thickness of uh, over 180 gram silver equivalent, really spectacular grades over, over large distance. Um, since then, we put out uh, holes like 20 meters at, uh, at a kilo silver equivalent and, uh, and many other high grade, very broad width um, intercepts at, uh, at Copala. And Copala is just, you know, again, you know, talk about the, the mineral resource estimate exceeding our expectations. Copala has exceeded our, our wildest expectations there. And, and uh, why we, we like it so much is that it's a flat line structure. It's a relatively flat line in orientation, which lends itself to um, likely in the future, a, a higher throughput of mining, as well as, uh, you know, it, it's very accessible, very easy to drill um, from surface, uh, you know, starts about 40 meters from surface. And uh, the deepest that we've drilled it so far is about 200 meters, I believe, below surface. So it's, it's, uh, it's an incredible um, uh, vein structure. And uh, currently the dimensions are about, uh, I believe, about eight. 800 meters by 400 meters by uh, conservatively, I, I believe the average is uh, around 10 meters uh, true thickness there. So we're, um, we're, we're, we're thrilled with the progress at Copala. You know, of course, all these other veins that we're drilling, San Antonio, Napoleon, Rosarito, these are all showing promise to, to grow as well. Um, but I guess if I had to summarize uh, the progress and, and what we've been up to since the, uh, uh, the resource, uh, is that we've been growing uh, the district, growing the resources at, uh, at, at these, these veins very, very rapidly. And I would say faster than, than any other uh, company in our, our, our peer group. Thank you. I hadn't quite appreciated. I mean, I'd seen Kapala in, in the, in the um, presentation materials, in the marketing materials, but in, in your news, news releases, but I hadn't actually appreciated the, the, the different orientation of it um, and the extent of it. Um, before we get into Kapala, um, when I look at these epithermal veins and Napoleon, you've, you've got 5 million tons, or you had 5 million tons in the measured and indicated categories and 4 million tons in the um, inferred category, and uh, roughly around the same kind of grades, about 380 um, grams per tonne silver equivalent. 
Um, those are kind of principally underground targets, aren't they? I mean, you, you, these would be developed as an underground operation. You might you might do a little bit of surface mining, but essentially these are underground um, operations. Is that the way that you view the, view the majority of the subvertical structures on your area? That's correct. Yes. And what about Kapala? Is it is it potentially an open pitable target? Well, it has the potential. It has the potential, uh, you know, because it, it has the low angle characteristics, particularly to the north. Although to the south, with the more recent drilling that that we that we are, you know, we are getting now results for for the south, so an extent we see the structure it's kind of steeping up a little bit, so to fifty over fifty degrees uh, to the, deep into the east. So it is it has potential, and but. Uh, you know, so far, what all what we are planning is is underground underground operation. The other the other thing important to consider or to, to have in mind that is that uh, we are seeing uh, we are seeing multiple place some of the hanging wall and some of the fault wall of the of Kopala that could also be a driver to you know for for that. But as a so as a bulk as a bulk tonnage um, target, right. The thing, the thing with the 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 open pitable open pitable consideration there for Copala, it's uh, it could be a little bit challenging because it's close to to the Copala town, and so you know okay. that. Okay, um, is it is it the same generation of mineralization? If it's got this very different orientation and a very different aspect, um, is it the same generation as the rest of them, or do you feel this is a kind of a different system? It's very, very good question. So let me give you a little bit of the background first. We, so we have conducted a couple of, uh, of uh, structural uh, consultancies done by, by a structural expert in, in Mexico with lots of experience in Mexico. And what we have concluded is that we have multiple events of a or a long history of a structural deformation that goes back to uh, to the Cretaceous, at least to the Cretaceous. And so we see multiple orientations because the region has gone through, through multiple deformations from the Cretaceous, from the, the late Laramide orogeny to, to the Miocene. So multiple contraction and extension deformations. So that's the reason for, for the multiple orientations. And with respect to the fluids, what we see is that we have at least two different fluids that operated mm -hmm. in, in, the, in the district. We haven't conducted a paragenetic study. We just, you know, collected a, a spotty uh, samples from, from Napoleon in particular for, for mineralography, but we haven't done a proper, a proper fluid inclusion or, or mineralographic study to conclude whether the, how many uh, uh, paragenetic events are present in, in the veins, but based on on visual on visual logging, visual inspection of the core, we infer we have at least two two fluids. One that operated in Napoleon, you know, carrying uh, more base metals compared to to Copala, Copala and Tejidos in particular, and and also less manganese. We see we see another characteristic. Some of the veins have more uh, higher manganese concentration in the form of manganese carbonate and manganese silicate, rhodonite mm -hmm. and rhodocrosite. And that's, uh, that's quite distinctive in, in, some of, in, in some of the veins. So, but other than that, we, we, 
we are not certain. We know we, we could have at least two different fluids. Another in, uh, thing that we are doing right now, you know, we continue learning about the, the structure and the mineralization of the deposit. It's a very exciting deposit with lots of mineralization and high grade. So we, we want to, you know, get as much as we can out of that in terms of knowledge. And so we are also right now studying a, a, a program of argon geochronology of the two veins where we are connecting, collecting agilaria. Uh, obviously, those epithermal veins contain agilaria that is datable through, through argon-argon means. So we are collecting that information that we hope to get some information in some months. It takes some months, but that'll give us also some information on whether we have multiple pulses operating through time or, or not. I mean, one would expect that there's some underlying crustal architecture, which is um, a part of the, the plumbing system and that there is mineralization over time. And one would expect yes. there, are, there, there are multiple phases. Exactly, exactly. This is, a, this is a region, as I said, that went through a long history of deformation. So we would expect multiple pulses. And, and this is what usually happens when you have, when you have very rich systems. Is, most of the times it's an indication that many fluids, you know, went through the structures over, over a long period of time. The, the, more, the more fluids, the more hydrothermal events that acted in the system, it's more favorable to make the, the district richer. And um, at Kapala, it sounds as if it's very structurally controlled with displays coming off the main, um, the main fault or vein. And it, do you see the mineralization um, strongly controlled by structure or is it kind of broad fluid flow? No, it's a, it's a structure. The, the structural control is, is, is very strong in, in all the veins. Okay. And when you talk about the average thickness, when you, that first drill hole you mentioned, Michael, was kind of, I think you said it was um, 80 meters or over 80 meters. Is that a structural repetition or is it a blowout or a dilational jog? You know, what's, the, what, what's the reason behind the thickening in certain areas? It's what we see, what we see in Kupala, it's, it's very interesting. It's, we are still, you know, in working on understanding better the, the structure of, of Kupala because we see, we see multiple veining in very wide zones, like, like, like that one you are, you're referring to the, with the 80 meters in whole uh, 190, I believe, uh, 90, sorry. And what we see is multiple veining zones, uh, stockward zones, and crackle brescia, and crackle brescia being cemented by quartz. And, and we see what, we, what we're interpreting so far it, is that we have pockets, uh, very, very thick pockets in, uh, of, the, uh, of the structure developing these, these very wide zones. And sometimes the, you know, the, the, the vein, it pinches as well, of course, but there, are, there, are, there, there should be some conditions on a structural condition that we are still working on understanding that created the, these very wide pockets in, in very local areas of the, of the structure. And what are your kind of vectors that you're using to target the, the richer zones or the wider zones? Are you using structural interpretation? Are you using the drill bit as a kind of a prospecting tool? Um, or are you using geophysics? Well, you know, for, in terms of vectors, we, we usually you know, uh, make use of all the, the tools we have. So we, we take, of course, the, the intercepts as a guide. We also do some, uh, some analysis, visual analysis, to, 
to particularly the chemical geochemical sonation, some metal ratios as well uh, as an indicator, like particularly silver over gold ratios. Usually those come very, very useful. And, and the geophysics, we use it for target generation, for additional targets. But locally in the, in the resource areas, on, on the veins where we, where we are delineating uh, high-grade shoots, we use the drilling, the structural interpretation, and, and a combination of a structure with geochemistry and geochemical and visual analysis of the geochemical data and metal ratios. And what do you consider to be a good indicator? Is it when the gold is high, so your ratio is low, or when the silver is high, so the ratio is high? Usually, usually the higher silver to gold ratio, it points to, towards the, the high rate shoots. shoots. So you, you'll okay. expect to see a high and increasing in, in silver to gold ratio. Okay, so, so, so it's a specific enrichment in silver relative to the, the, the gold in the area. Right. Yeah, the, the silver to gold ratio is, is, is crazy, it's is high, it's very high in the, in the high-grade zones. Interesting. Wow. Um, I, would have th- I, was, I was expecting it to be the other way around, that the kind of the gold would be the driver of the indication of something proximal or something, just the kind of the right, the right chemistry, but um, it's interesting that it's the other way around. Yeah, well, in some in some districts and some kind of deposits, that's the case for some, but not for Copala. And and a good example of that is that in one of the releases that we put out early this year for Napoleon, where where we you know extended the the the, the strike of the vein to 2.5 kilometers. I don't remember the the exact date of of that press release when what that's put out, but we 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 announced that that we. You know, increase of understanding of the shoot, and and what we see is that the shoot is actually plunging towards the towards the south, and 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 we came up with that idea. Well, actually, the team on site, I wasn't involved in that part of of the work. I wasn't there in the company by the time, but the the team of geos in, interpret that the 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 shoot is tilted to the south. And they come come up with this conclusion with shallow uh, drilling closer to the surface in, in the south, where where they started seeing high gold concentrations and but low silver compared to other areas of the of the deposit, and associated with carbonate with carbonate veining, so increasing in the in the in carbonates, particularly calcite, uh, and and also the gold to silver the silver to gold ratio was was low, so. So what the interpretation at the time was that we should have a higher silver to gold ratio at depth. And so we put deeper holes in the zone, in the Ojo de Agua zone is, is now, is, is what it's called now. And it was uh, successful. The, the, you know, the hypothesis was tested and confirmed with great success. And it's that part of the, you, you've talked in your, in your materials about the Galinero um, area, which is, 0.6 of um, 600,000 tons at, what was it, 4, 4.2 grams gold, something like that, and um, 278 grams silver. You know, is that part of, is that the upper end of the, I, I see you've got a box around it in, in one of your slides, and is, is that the upper end of that plunging chute? Yes, that, that'll be like the, like the upper upper end, and then you see the deeper zone. And it, you, you mentioned that you've got... Um, Multiple rigs on. Sorry, Michael, you want to? Why don't I share the the uh, the slide here that shows the uh, the interpretation of, of our our model? So, guy so and arrow would be would be just right around here. Right. 
Okay, and you're therefore you're drilling. Um, but that's that. That's not this. This section is not showing the plunging shoots. This is showing your interpretation of a metal zonation. Well, it is. It is. I, it, so what is showing there is that we have a gold-rich shallow zone to the to the south. That's the the area I was referring to, where we where we uh, put a few shallow holes, and and then we got carbonate material and higher or lower silver to gold ratio. And then we interpreted that we should have a, a higher silver to gold ratio at depth that we tested and, and we, uh, we succeeded. Okay. But, okay. So that's the defensive holes that you drilled. If, if below the word gold rich and the, the, that line there, that, that section of holes, I see you've got some very good uh, silver equivalent true width. So that's right. 2000 gram per ton meters. So that's two thousand gram meters. Is that right? The the the, the pink. Yes. The fuchsia color. Yes, that's right. Greater than two thousand gram meters. Good. And what's the what's the lateral variability that you see on on something like Napoleon? You know, it did. Is it um, is it very nuggety? Is it uh, you know how much confidence have you got on your on your on your drilling, are you going to have to? I mean, how close do you have to drill? Drill. I see in the in the Galinero zone, you've, you've, there's a lot in there. Um, how robust is it laterally along strike? Yeah, well, it's there's a nuggety effect, you know, like pretty much any high grade epithermal deposit. But what we see is that that the structure is very consistent throughout the 2.5 kilometers. So we see the structure uh, continues. And, and, and what we see is like it is, it, and, and it's shown actually by the, by the dots, which are the piercing points to the veins. Uh, what we see is like there are, there are shoots within the structure. So we have a continuous structure throughout the 2.5 kilometers with multiple shoots with you know, high grade and wide zones and, and some uh, like what we call ant shoot or narrow or low grade zones intermediate in between the, the high grade shoots. But that, that's the case for, yeah. for the Napoleon. Good. Um, and you've got, um, how many rigs have you got on site at the moment? I, in, in, the, in the latest presentation, I think it says nine. Is that still the case? At this point, we have nine. And three are on Copala. That's correct. And those are the diamond rigs? Yes, everything diamond. It's all diamond. Um, and so where are the other, um, the other six rigs? What are they up to? We have, we have three other rigs in Napoleon, two in Ojo yep. de Agua in the, in the southern area. Okay. That we discover, you know, the low surface. And we have a directional drill rig in Gallinero South. It's actually being moved. We're transferred right now to Ojo de Agua as well. But uh, as of last week, it was drilling underneath the Gallinero South. And we have we have the three in Copala. We have another one, another one more in the Copala Cinco Señores area, but doing exploration, not 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 uh, drilling Copala per se, but another target that we have at the footwall of Copala, and uh, that's seven. And we have another one deployed in the in the Cordon del Oro zone. It, it's a it's a prospect vein called San Antonio, where we have uh, already multiple good intercepts, high-grade intercepts, and we are sort of delineating the high-grade zone or the, or the shoot in the zone. Uh, and, and also, and the other one, we have it to the west, west of Napoleon, 
in a new prospect vein that we call La Luisa. Uh, we are very excited about Luisa because we, uh, you know, we we are following the same model interpretation of Napoleon, Napoleon that we could have a potential uh, plunging shoot, and that is also uh, we we also interpret that the the whole region, the whole volcanic uh, sequence has been tilted to the south, towards the southwest. So what that makes us believe is that the, the La Luisa being located farther west from Napoleon could be more preserved from erosion with respect to Napoleon. You see in Napoleon, if you go to the north, you see the vein, the wide vein exposed right in the surface. And as you go to the south, because of tilting of the chute and probably tilting of the volcanic sequence, you have the preservation of the full uh, vertical extent of the chute. So farther to the west, we have uh, this other vein called La Luisa that we surmise it should be fully preserved from, from erosion or pretty much fully preserved. And is it a parallel repeat of, not, not a repeat, but it's a parallel structure to um, Napoleon? That's correct. Okay. So um, did you, was that picked up through geophysics? Was that, is this where the geophysics comes, helped as, yeah. an, as a regional exploration tool? The, the one that was picked up from, from geophysics is Josephine. This is a, a few a 10 few meters away west from, from Josephine. This one was, uh, was put out through mapping and, and a surface expression. So there's a, a small a small added, a small added in, into the vein on surface where it is actually very narrow on surface and, and low grade. but we interpret it, it should the grades and widths should improve our depth. And that's what we are testing right now. And how deep are you having to drill to, to get we, a different? Uh, so far, we are, we are drilling 200, 250 meters below surface. So that, that's, the, that's the whole length. So the target you'll intersect below, you know, um, it's, if, if your hole is 250 meters long, you're going to intersect the, the well, target zone kind of at a shallower depth. Is that right? Yeah. No. Well, we're drilling 200 meters below surface on, on vertical. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. You've talked about doing a resource update um, by the end of the year. Um, remind me when was the res when was the cutoff date, the drilling cutoff date, or the the data cutoff date for the resource that came out in in um, March, November thirtieth. Okay, and so how much drilling, how much drilling will you have done? To, yeah, of new drilling to to include in the new. Uh, it's it's probably a big number. It's a big number. Yes, you know, for for the last resource that we put out in March, the cutoff day, as I said, was November the thirtieth. And, and that incorporated over 440 drill uh, uh, holes and to amount 124,000 kilometers of core. And right now, uh, as of to date, for, for 2022, we have drilled 80,000 80, meters of, of diamond drilling. So the, our, our, for, our data, uh, our cutoff for, for the database is going to be September 1st for this upcoming resource estimate. And so we estimate between what we drill between December and now, we estimate we'll incorporate it about 90, 100,000 meters of, 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 of diamond drilling into, into the new resource. But you know, uh, at least uh, what we see is that the, the resource growth, what we, what we think is not gonna 
it's going to show a linear correlation with the amounts of meters. So what we expect is that the growth is going to be significant, not, 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 not directly correlated to the to amount of meters. So, oh, really, I was expecting it to be lower because when you do a follow-up resource, quite, a lot, quite often what you're doing is infill work. So the actual the envelope doesn't expand very much of, of mineralized material. Yeah. Well, we have done what we have done, what we estimate right now, uh, but you know, because sometimes it's, it's kind of hard to, to monitor the south allocation or to allocate the, the meters. But we estimate we have done about thirty percent of, of our drilling into infill, and fifty two percent expansionary drilling, growing the resources in, in the resource in the non resource areas. Particularly, you know, a lot of our efforts has been dedicated to Napoleon and Copala, as Michael has been pointing out. So that we'll expect to see a significant increase in, in, in those two areas because, you know, a little bit over 50% of our drilling has, has been dedicated to expansion and mm. about 17, 18% to new targets. Okay. I keep... <laughs> I keep asking about the geophysics because you've talked to, in the in the materials it, it shows yeah. about it it shows that you're doing it and that you're going to be doing a kind of an EM survey across the full property, but uh, in the answers you've been giving me to so far it seems as if you're doing quite fine without the geophysics. You know you're doing it on mapping, you're doing it on drilling. Yeah, well you know the the geophysics about the geophysics, we we didn't cover the whole property uh, with EM at the time, so we cover. We cover a portion of the of, of the western part of the district over Napoleon and, and Kupala, but not the whole district. So we 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 plan for this year to to cover the, the whole property, the six thousand eight hundred hectares of, of the property uh, with EM, but the getting a contractor, the, the right one with the right equipment has been has been very challenging because you know there are two kinds of uh, of uh, EM studies, one is in the frequency domain and the other one is in the time domain. And the, the one that we applied is the time domain that seems to work in the area because you know there, there's some infrastructure around the property, uh, quite significant mm -hmm. good infrastructure that actually is very useful for us. But that, that infrastructure creates some noise when, when you apply the, the, the frequency domain uh, kind of survey. So to... Uh, so what we need is to to have a, a contractor that is able to do the time domain EM uh, study in in you know in in, um, in in the whole property. So pretty much an airborne uh, EM study for, right. for the property, okay. and that's been that's been the challenge. And can that pick up the zones which doesn't which don't have kind of massive sulfides, which don't have the presence of the the base metals? I mean, what happens if you get a um, I mean, you've described to me quite a lot of these veins are slightly different in their characteristics, and some might be um, silica and carbonate, quartz carbonate, gold, silver, with very low sulfide content. You know, you, you don't know on the bigger property, you might have some areas which don't perhaps respond to EM. Is that a, is that a worry? Right. Yeah, well, it, it's the survey... The survey can result, you know, it can it can detect uh, massive concentration or significant concentrations of sulfates, massive sulfates uh, on the structure, but it has the capability to to find uh, uh, resistant bodies uh, as well, and and mm. the antique uh, quartz veins are very resistive to to 
they are not conductors. They're very resistive to electricity. Yeah. And so, so it has the potential to, to discover as well the, the massive quartz veins with, with low concentration of sulfates. Has, has that been applied in this area before? I mean, have you, has it, have you, have you no. seen that? No, it hasn't, it hasn't been applied in the area. So you must be rushing to get all your drilling done by the, in the next three weeks before the, 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 the data cut off. Um, and then I guess your job doesn't slow down at all. The drill rigs will keep turning and, uh, and, and then you've got to be doing a resource on top of it. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, the, the rigs <laughs> don't stop ever. So, but right now, you know, for, as, as, as for a budget, we, we have uh, 120 kilometers of, of drilling plan for the year so but we are gonna we are gonna uh, close our database for for resource estimate in september 1st so we don't expect to to conclude or to finish the 120,000 meters by by september so we will uh cut off with the the amount of drilling that we have at, at the time at the time of closure of the database and and we will continue drilling uh, throughout december and we what we expect or is to conclude the 120,000 meters by early December, mid-December. Great. Well, um, thank you very much for the update. And um, Jesus, it's been a pleasure uh, meeting you. Thank you. Um, Michael, perhaps just kind of bring it out of the project level. Can you just give me a bit of um, an indication of how, the what, what level of feedback you're getting, particularly given the fact that the markets have been haywire, um, silver prices have been up and down. People's attitudes to um, precious metals have been up and down. So, a bit of feedback from you and what you're hearing from the from your investors would be really really helpful. Yeah, I think you know it's interesting. A, a lot of companies might have taken this this opportunity, this this market, as an opportunity to kind of slow down expenditures and to uh, batten the hatches and <clears throat> change strategy a little bit. But the feedback that I've received from from our shareholders and you know the the strategy that our board and team uh continue with is that you know when you have a tier one discovery like this when you have a very very large district that's that's uh only recently been consolidated that has this huge amount of discovery upside um and you already have nine rigs on it um you know you have to keep drilling you have to keep that momentum um and uh, the reason for that is that i believe that uh, as we come out of this this negative market um, back to a, a risk on trade, let's say, or to a more favorable trade for uh, for precious metals, uh, I, I certainly and, and truly believe that uh, I certainly see and truly believe that Visa is going to be the uh, the leader um, in that in that silver gold space as we move out of it. And the reason for that is that we've done you know all these things, you know, outside of the project uh, to prepare for that. So we've recently listed on the New York Stock Exchange. We're constantly um, marketing to new markets in, in the US and Europe and, and all around the world. You know, so the, the the amount of people, the amount of investors that are aware of Visa increases every day, um, you know, and that just opens up the the audience to to see these, these excellent results that we're putting out now. Of course, our vision with Visla is to become a very large-scale producer of silver and gold, and and you know we talked about the geology today. Um, I think this has been an excellent excellent interview, so that you know everyone can understand the uh, you know the complexities and the, the opportunities and, and what's exciting about the the technical side of the project. But you know we we um, we always like to highlight that we have a, a district here that's been in production for for centuries, and uh, as a, as a side effect of that, you know you have 
uh, a huge amount of uh, production infrastructure that, that just exists in this ecosystem here. You know, we have things like roads and 35 kilometers of underground workings that already exist. There's high tension power that runs um, you know, through the hills of our, our project. Um, we have a 500 ton, a uh, 500 ton per day mill that we, um, we, we purchased as part of the, the property, um, acquisition, uh, consolidation, you know, that's not likely to be the mill that we use to, to go into production, but it does show that there are, you know, it's not like we're just in the middle of the, the jungle and we need to, uh, build our, build our first mill in the area. This is, this is a, uh, you know, truly a mining district that we've consolidated. And so, you know, as we succeed with, uh, with exploration and the resources, and as we succeed with, uh, with putting, um, you know, larger and larger resources, um, out to the public, you know, in the background, what we're doing is preparing to, uh, to move into large scale production here. And, and so, you know, having veins like Napoleon and Tijitos and uh, some of the more exciting um, new discoveries like La Luisa and uh, some of the other development pipeline projects like, uh, or, or veins like San Antonio, you know, this, this is excellent. This is building up a large uh, resource base. Um, but, you know, the, the developments at Copal have really been a game changer for us. And, and so having um, this, this very large, um, open in all directions as well, too, it's, except for West, of course, because it, it basically daylights there, um, you know, so from, you know, open along strike to the north and the south and then uh, down dip to, 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 the, um, to, the, to the east there, um, where, uh, you, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing a huge amount of uh, potential for Copala to grow. Now, the orientation is such that we can, um, you know, we have, you know, quite a uh, significant possibility of, of large throughput underground mining there. So bulk tonnage underground mining, uh, in a sense. And, uh, and that will allow us to, uh, you know, to, to basically envision the project to, uh, to look at how we can make this project even larger in scale in terms of production um, than we thought originally. So we're very excited about that. I know this was kind of a, a bit of a long-winded um, uh, outro, I suppose you could say, but, uh, uh, you know, I just wanted to, to highlight that, you know, the Vizsla is, is unique in the sense that we have momentum. Um, we, we haven't stopped uh, drilling. We haven't lost momentum, uh, you know, through this difficult market. And, and the reason for that is that I think we have something very, very special here. Uh, something unique in the in the industry, and um, you know, I'm very excited to uh, uh, to see where this is heading in, in the coming uh, months and years here for Visa. Well, good. Uh, th thank you for that uh, extended summary, should we say? Um, <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to seeing the the new resource. Uh, I'm be very interested to see the results coming through from uh, La Luisa. That sounds really interesting. The fact that you've got that uh, potential replica of uh, Napoleon. Um, yeah, great. Keep the rigs, um, drill, baby, drill. I mean, let's let's um, <laughs> let, let's see what happens. Um, gents, thank you both very much. Um, I look forward to catching up perhaps when after the next resource comes out. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye now.